0: Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came And ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Mr. Jerry Springer. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Thank you. If we could all bow our heads,
0: moment of silence. Well, hey, let's
2: get the elephant. Dear
1: Lord, deliver us from.
2: Yeah, that's Catholic. Let's deal with the elephant in the room. Let's don't like stuff it somewhere in the back. And it really is an elephant. (laughs) It is a huge elephant in the room. What? I was talking about Catfish Williams won.
1: Yes! Yes. He came in. He came in first. He came first in first place.
2: of six out of 11 candidates. Catfish yep. Williams, first time candidate. For the office of? Of Ludlow City Council. Woohoo! Oh, so, yeah. I and that was called early. That was called that before. That was called Trump. early. That was yeah. called so Trump. Well. Yeah. All right, now, let's go to that elephant in the room.
0: Yeah. Whoa.
2: And. Uh, our good friend uh, Peach is his nickname just came in he's wearing a Make America Great Again hey, Peach. hat back there. <laughs> now look, here I want to tell you something. Peach 2 days ago, Jerry. Yes. cuz I hang out here a lot he does too. He's yeah. a close friend of uh, catfish. Yes. And w- hey, Peach and I had a powerful, passionate, loud ass conversation about the election. Argument. Um, an argument. And eh, now I mean it was a good conversation. Yes. Good debate. One day before the election, yeah. he's saying to me, "She, referring to Hillary Clinton, she doesn't energize anybody. The turnout's going to be soft for her, and the polls are all underscoring people. And I'm schooling him on how polls work, telling him how wrong he is. And I said to him sincerely, bring your butt down here on Wednesday, <laughs> and we'll talk. Now, let me tell you something in all seriousness. Yep. We talked about this driving over here. Peach was 100% right. Now, not n- 90, because he th- was saying maybe the election will be rigged. Uh, nothing rigged about it. But he was 100% right. I was 100% wrong. Now, here's one last thing. Because Jerry Springer is going to, he's going to be our father tonight. He's going to be our seer. He's going to help us. us. Counsel Counsel <laughs> us. He's going to help us see this. <laughs> You're but in trouble you said, that. and you remember, and the tape will show it, I was regularly, I'm going to call myself a soft supporter for Trump. I wasn't hardcore, but I was a soft supporter for Trump. (laughs) Uh, uh. Throughout the 80 episodes of this podcast, you kept saying, (laughs) seriously, you said more than once, because we went back, David Proust and I, our technical producer, and looked this up. You said Donald Trump will not win. Forget about it. Yes, he got nominated, and if he wins, I will eat crow. I'm going to ask my friend, Peach, yeah. to come in here with something. Peach, could you bring this in, please? Uh-huh. Oh, no. Uh-huh. And, and we're going to swing the Facebook Live. Uh-huh. He said uh-huh. he would eat crow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let the Facebook Live camera see uh-huh.
3: this. Uh-huh. Oh, he,
1: he brought it on a uh-huh. silver platter. Uh-huh. He brought it for you? Oh, I <laughs> Honestly, I would, but I, I'm kosher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I All right. <laughs> Is that, that's, yeah. that's disgusting. That's, Thanks, Peach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The one advantage the crow has, at least the crow can fly out of here. <laughs> yeah, We're right. stuck. The
2: rest of us are stuck here. Hey, by the way, and before we dig <laughs> yes. into the election, because we do want to hear seriously, uh, you know, a lot of uh, things you saw. And, and by the way, Jerry Springer last night was an analyst for, is it called England Today or London Today? It's is the uh, show? Good
1: Morning Britain. It's Good Morning their, Britain. Their, uh, it's like the Today Show for England, in, in England, and it's on ITV, which is their big uh, commercial television station. Right. And so uh, I was, yeah, anchoring their coverage with uh, Piers Morgan, uh, which was interesting because I know Piers. Uh, because he was a judge when I was hosting America's Got Talent. And he's become a very good friend of uh, Donald Trump because Pierce won one of the years of Celebrity Apprentice. So this, you know, and then because of America's Got Talent, I get asked to host the Miss Universe pageant. So it's like this triangle. It wasn't six degrees of separation. It became, you know, one degree of separation, and it's not enough separation because now i <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so he was—and his response to Trump winning was a a lot different than mine um, because it was hard to talk through the tears. Uh So that happened. Hey, before
2: you get into that and start to, you know, even if it's stream of consciousness, what what were you thinking as it was playing out, and uh, how do you analyze what happened? But let me just point out a fact— in, in saying this, let's acknowledge Donald Trump won the election, won it fair and square, will be the president for the next four years. And I think all three of us, Megan, Jerry, and I feel get behind the leader of this country. We should not start off trying to trip him up every step of the way. Yep. So yep. that's because that's, that's how you do if you're an American. Uh, but number two. Here is the truth. The truth is, and it could go up to a million votes when they finish counting all the late ballots and the absentees from the West Coast. Hillary Clinton actually won, second time, the fifth time in history and the second time since 2000. She won she the got, popular vote. Yeah, She's she got a couple um, hundred thousand. Now it may spread out to She got uh, more
1: votes than, uh, so more Americans voted for Hillary than voted for Donald Trump, but under our system. It's the Electoral College that decides, and those are the rules, and so that's what it is. But it, that you raise a good point, so let's not, when we get in our discussions and arguments over the course of these years, let's always remember that, you know, more Americans voted against Donald Trump than for him. As they uh, did George the W. Bush Same, uh, yeah. when he
2: ran against and, Al Gore. And
1: that turned out well. <laughs> <laughs> So
2: <laughs> And by the way, Wow, six of the last seven elections. So that goes. For 24 years, yeah. uh, we have Clinton's won, first. our side has won, the Democrats have won the popular vote. in six And of, we did again now, we yeah. did this time. In
1: six of the last presidential elections, more Americans have voted for the Democrat candidate for president than the Republican. That's exactly right. So we
2: are a very divided country, and that yeah. will come up maybe even in yeah. the, because we're going to do a couple of episodes tonight, and that might come up even yeah. more in the second one that we do. But talk to us, Jerry, about what you saw maybe, if you even want to go this far, leading up to like the day before, the day of, last night. What's your analysis?
1: Well, like most people, uh, I was shocked. And because we don't have any inside information, we can only go on what the pollsters keep telling us. And when every single poll kept saying that Hillary was up, you know, Three, four, five percent. Um, you know, after a while, if you're rational, you start to say, well, that, that must be it. And in truth, the polls that said she was up by three in terms of the national polls, well, they weren't that far wrong, actually, because if she winds up winning by two percent in terms of the popular vote, then the polls actually were right. Where the polls were not right is in the individual state polling. So the first reaction as all this was coming in, uh, and obviously from my point of view, this was a horrible result, and this can't be true, and uh, as it was coming in, I'm remembering uh, you know, the history of it all, and I don't think the polls have ever been this wrong since 1948 uh, when Truman held up that chicago tribune headline dewey wins and because all the pollsters well at that time it was mainly gallup polls uh said that uh dewey would destroy uh truman it wasn't even close and of course truman won and every time someone's behind in the polls they always say it's not the polls it's the voters and then you think that uh you know eventually the polls always turn out to be right. Because the truth is, in most instances, the polls do turn out to be right. And you would think today they should be much more sophisticated than they were back in 1948. Why the polls missed it this time is they were using as their model people who voted in 2012 and 2008. What they didn't count is that Trump would inspire people that haven't voted before to suddenly come and register and vote, that he really had a poll, but they went, those people were never reached in the polls because they weren't on the list of people who had voted before. And that's, that's why the polls turned out to be wrong. They didn't reach that constituency. Now, we can say all the, you know, my first instinct, of course, being a fighter for Hillary... Was to come up with excuses. Well, she won the popular vote. Oh, if Comey didn't come in with that letter now, eleven days before, you know, that affected the early vote, and uh, you know, and, and so I would talk about that. Or she wasn't a, you know, let's face it, she wasn't that charismatic. She wasn't a great candidate. She could totally qualify to be president, but she wasn't a great candidate, and all these reasons. But I, I it's time to stop that. Because I think the real, um, not tragedy, but the real sadness of this election is when you look at now how people voted or whatever, what it says about us, not Hillary and Trump, what it says about us, and what I'm referring to is this, which shocked me. I would have bet everything against this but when you look at how the vote went, every single demographic of white voters voted for Trump. He won, not just white men, he won white women, old women, young women, rich women, poor women, college educated women, Non-educated uh, women, every, and obviously men, every group of white voters, whatever that demographic group is, voted for Trump, and every other group voted Hillary.
2: And not, and, not everyone, but a bunch of people from those. Oh, for,
1: yeah, not everyone who is white. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. Because we uh, no, we found this one white guy who voted for. Him, yeah. It was Gene.
2: So, yeah. But so the you percentage take. was high, but the percentage. The percentage of white percentages white was, was high. high. Yeah. was not everybody, but it was high.
1: And and then you without getting into the merits of it, you know, we can certainly come up with reasons why or whatever. But what does that say? What does it say about America that the one group he wins? are among white people and every other group he loses to Hillary. You don't want to keep talking about race and gender and all that, but it's right in our faces. And here's what I think the rationale is. It is not, and this ought to be obvious and it should be made clear, not every white person that voted for Trump is a racist or whatever. Okay, so let's get away from that argument. But... What does seem clear when you look at this as groups, it seems to me, look, the name of the company, the company we formed that puts on this podcast is Liberals Always Win. And so Mickey said to me a couple of nights ago, what happens to this liberal always wins stuff? (laughs) I said, honey, you're too literal. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mick. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, but the truth is, liberals do always win in the long run. In other words, every generation of Americans has been more liberal than the generation before them. In terms of the culture wars, we won. The culture wars are over. We won most americans are with us on every one of these cultural issues we won but when you win a war it doesn't mean that the losing side suddenly says oh great and is happy we had a civil war way back i think it was 1860s the north beat the south But the next day, the South didn't suddenly say, you guys were right. No, we had 150 years of segregation, racism, Jim Crow laws, the whole thing. So the losing side doesn't go along with you. They lost the war, but they're angry. They're upset. There are an awful lot of people, and I'm not saying, you know, they're the devils, Not at all. But there are an awful lot of people that kind of, based on their views, their values, are upset that America has become this multicultural society. They're just not happy with it. They don't like the views on abortion. They don't like the views on gay marriage. They don't like, what are these kids smoking marijuana? What is They're upset with it. And they're in our own families, our own parents, grandparents, whatever. America is moving too much away from what they grew up with. This election, particularly when you find out now where the votes are coming from, seems almost to be a resistance to the fact that they've lost these cultural wars. And America's this multicultural society. Why is it that all the urban areas and suburban areas, they voted for Hillary and the rest of the country, rural, small populations, they voted overwhelmingly for Trump? There's got to be some kind of a statement. There's not a coincidence. It can't just be because you live in a town that has fewer people, therefore you're for Trump. No, there's a reason for this. So, yes, liberals did win the culture wars. It's over. You won't even find Republicans fighting it anymore. Republicans running for office, with few exceptions, they're not saying, by God, we're going to eliminate gay marriage. I mean, they're really not. They they don't even want to talk about the issue. Think about it. So we won the cultural wars but there's a resistance and an anger about this. And it was demonstrated at the ballot box in the vote for Donald Trump. The danger now, there'll be enough people put around Donald Trump to stop him from doing crazy stuff. What is the real worry for someone of my views is that he has let loose in the country almost an acceptance for really negative behavior towards minorities. Jean said I was hosting the uh, Good Morning Britain co- coverage of the uh, election last night, and uh, it was we were on for three and a half hours. And in one of the segments, sitting next to me, and I apologize, I'm embarrassed, I don't remember her name. She works for the Huffington Post. Uh, An African-American woman, an uh, an attorney, I think she may be legal counsel for Huffington Post, if I got the person wrong, I apologize. Anyway, African-American sitting next to me, and we were just before the break, I mean, we were going to come out of a break, and she sits down, we introduce ourselves, and she was shaking, and she said she's scared. I get it.
2: Can I add to that? My daughter. Yeah. My daughter called me today. My daughter lives in Orlando, Florida, and she and her husband are in the entertainment business with Disney and some uh, associated companies. And they're a straight couple, but they have many uh, uh, gay lesbian friends. They have a number of African-American friends, Latino Hispanic friends. And I had to have multiple conversations, I I welcome them, conversations with my daughter today expressing the exact same thing. Them worried about, uh, in a diverse situation, people emboldened, some hateful people emboldened. And no, not every Trump supporter is a hateful person. We're not saying that. But uh, there are some. There's evidence of that, and I don't need to recount all that now. And they heard it from friends, Jerry, including from African-American friends who said the exact same thing that the person you talked to last night said, I am afraid of what might happen. Yeah, Uh,
1: And that fear is because, remember, I did that a couple of episodes ago, talked about in my family, you know, that was a Holocaust story, but the fear of living in Germany at the time and all that kind of stuff. The point is that it is so ingrained in you. I mean, why do I tear up talking about it now? But once that's ingrained in you, that fear, the Hispanic, uh, you know, young children born here in America, maybe mom or dad doesn't have the right papers, but the other parent does, you know, they're afraid now. They are afraid. Talk to some of them. And even if they do have the papers, they're worried that they're going to be stopped, you know, when he's talking about deporting. And that isn't an answer because you hear people say, he's not going to deport 11 million. No, probably not. Because it'd be revolution if he tried it. Yep. But all of a sudden, that fear, that feeling that you don't belong. And that, so this, you know, my final thought No, there'll be more thoughts. But my final thought (laughs) about, (laughs) about what this election meant, and it's what I was saying to the viewers in England. The greatest tragedy of this election is that, at least temporarily, we have lost our moral authority to lead the world. We still have the missiles, we still have the power, we still have the most vibrant economy. But morally, this special place we were, where, you know, welcome, whatever your religion, whatever your ethnic background, whoever your parents were, this was the place you could come on the planet Earth. That argument, which we've displayed for the last year and a half, Muslims, you're not welcome. Hispanics, out you go. Build a wall. Hell with the Statue of Liberty. They're rapists. You don't think that scares me? Imagine being in America this morning, waking up and being Muslim. A wonderful American citizen, wonderful person, wonderful family. They're frightened because they walk down the street and they wonder, are people kind of looking at them strange? Do we really belong here? That feeling never goes away. And if we start having that feeling here in the United States of America, we're no longer special. We're just another country with a piece of earth that we're on. We lose the idea America. That is what we need to worry about with this election.
2: All right <clears throat> <clears throat> Would you mind telling our audience uh, how much money? you put into the Hillary Clinton campaign? Hmm. I think they might be curious. Then what I, we I want know why to do, I am, because uh, we're yeah. going to
0: have a conversation about my contract right. as soon as this is over. Yeah,
2: yeah, because when you give the number, yeah, and I know you're, you will, uh, well, we can look it up, because you're, yeah. you're going to, because we'll look it up.
1: But, right. Well, if you combine it, Let's combine fairness, it. Let's combine it. You know, some is directly to her and some is to the party. Good. The Ohio Democratic Party, Florida Democratic Third,
2: Party. i I'm adding the numbers. Keep coming. Keep anything, going. anything
1: else? It was a lot, of, was lot of money. That's why I'm in favor of limits. <laughs> yeah, so <there> right. was,
2: <laughs> because he's I,
0: just going to keep giving until they say you can't anymore.
1: <laughs> I need someone to protect me against myself. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You know, that's the God's on truth, Jerry. I see
1: much coming Jerry. up, and I just keep... No, stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a lot of money that I might as well have burnt.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> no.
1: No, no, no. No, Jerry. It was a good... Like, yeah, it's easy for you to say it was for a good cause.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Where were your dollars,
2: huh?
0: I gave her five bucks. We're good.
2: <laughs> hey, by the way, it was a night, just looking at this regionally, because we record in Ludlow, Kentucky, across the river from Cincinnati... It was kind of interesting. There were uh, plenty of Democrats, uh, including in conservative Hamilton County, uh, which is the county in which Cincinnati uh, resides, who won. And Catfish, that was a nonpartisan race. Oh, I'm this was a race. They were talking
1: was. about it in England. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Williams all over the pond. Yeah, no, Catfish. Yeah. See, that's yeah. how he won. I that's- mean, if we brought him up here and asked, what was his strategy what was the, you know, what speech is? he He's right there. He, he right? can hear you, Jerry. Yeah. No, he you can't talk- hear this. I can't. I got a hearing aid. Yeah. Oh! Oh! Oh, is that? Stop Oh, it. there's the gentleman with the hearing aid. I hate Where? you, Matt. In the back? Yeah, no, <laughs> when I walked in, he said, this is the finest hearing aid money can buy. Really? I say, yeah, what kind is it? He said, four o'clock.
0: <laughs> see, through all of this, he still tells the same crappy jokes. you see the response? <laughs> this time they laughed. Yes. And I'm blaming thank you all you for of coming. them.
2: <laughs> I put on Facebook last night about two in the morning you got to come to this podcast, call the coffee shop, get a ticket. And thank you to the people who came. Yeah. We got a good crowd. We got a
0: good crowd tonight. And
2: I put in that post. I said, you know, we'll, we'll Megan and Jerry and I. We don't dodge stuff. We'll we'll man up and woman up to whatever happened and talk about it openly. And Jerry will tell that lame ass joke again. Even Donald Trump's victory can't stop that.
3: Well, and, no. and look, Gene, you were
2: correct. Yeah. God hey, love um, him. And by the way, l- let's just tell it straight here. We're going to do a couple episodes tonight. And if mm-hmm. you're listening live, some people are listening on the stream. Some people are watching on Facebook Live. And some are hearing this in an archive at a later time. Uh, in the second episode, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about the future of America with our new President Trump. Uh, before we do that, though, we want to hear from, and where I'm real excited, you keep referencing England, and we have with us tonight Joe Holt. Joe, how you doing?
0: I'm good. How are you? Hi, Joe. Right. Thank you for
2: having me. Th- thanks for coming very much. And Joe uh, lives in, and correct me if I have any of this wrong, lives in Nashville. I live in New York. They live in New York. Oh, yeah, like very, ever very
3: close, right. <laughs> were
1: cool. I'm only off by yeah. about <laughs> no, you miles. Were, you were in, in
3: Europeans?
1: You yeah, you were in the same country. Same country. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's try this. Yeah, this goes. No, you're fine. And Joe, you are originally from England, correct? Yeah. All right. yep. Where are in you? England, by so the way? is Jerry. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, where, where are you from? London, Hampstead.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm from. It's, it's a really, really small town. It's called Malvern. Uh, it's close to Birmingham, right in the Midlands.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah,
0: there are nice hills. Uh, Queen Victoria used to go there for the spring
3: water. So yeah, the
1: spring
0: water? Yeah, that's yes. pretty huh. much the yeah. only thing. Yeah, I used that. to that's, to, go, that's what you got that's, there, huh? <laughs> Yes, yeah,
1: so I used to go to the local water fountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he was asked to leave. <laughs> <laughs> i just turned it on like that, and by the I got a spray. Cheerio!
2: Sure, yeah. Let's get down yeah. to here. And, and Megan and Joe, do you see what, what he does? Yeah. <laughs> he just slides into this right. sort of fake-ass Cockney but, thing. Hey, do a song for us, and then we'll talk on the other side. It's Joe Holt from New York and England.
3: I woke up in Boston and hung over And I crawled through Alston as it began to stir I crept down Harvard Avenue blinking fast and sweating beer The tea came rolling past me wicked pisser to my ear Stow in your smile till I get back to Harlem over land or over sea until I see you, darling, I will clutch that memory. the phone. Sitting in your golden frame A battered thrift shop Unchained I carried on the subway Home
2: That's Joe Holt uh, from New York, and uh, that's good writing, Joe. That's, oh, thank that's you. A, that's a neat song, thank you. and you can hear his music at his website, JoeHoltMusic.com. Uh, your latest album is Headwaters, correct? Yeah. And you're touring around the country. You're going to be in this region, I understand, for a few weeks. I am.
0: Yeah, I've actually I've been away for four weeks so far. Uh, okay.
2: And I, I have three
0: weeks off. Oh, sorry, three days off now before my next show. <laughs> Which is in Boston, so I'm gonna actually get to go home and see my girlfriend, which is gonna be cool. So that's, that's what that song's about. And uh, you, how long have
1: you been going with your girlfriend?
0: Uh, two, two years. What are you waiting I for? Almost got that wrong. <laughs> We're sorry, <laughs> Joe. He does. What, what, this. what is your deal? I'm you mean
2: I like give her a ring or something? I mean, yeah, Tom decide that. Don't let him decide that. Get on yeah. it, huh? <laughs> yeah, right.
3: That's kind
0: of what my dad's saying. Yeah, dad, <laughs> that's kind of what. Because my he didn't. <laughs> He didn't like get around to getting an American citizenship before I turned 18. Yes. So then I was like, Dad, should I, should I do this? And, and he said, what do you think, you're gonna marry an American? I was like, I, I guess. So He's like, just, <laughs> just wait. Just <laughs> wait, wait. wait. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, you graduated from the Berklee College of Music in Boston, right? Yeah. That's a pretty yeah. good oh, place. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A very cool place. Would it's you do a was... second song? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, this is a song about my uh, childhood friend, Cody. We grew up together, uh, and I got I got to see him when I played in Columbus. So that was pretty cool.
3: In the woods behind the house, we ran. protest if we said they were installed Though the furniture's new There are memories of you In the war
2: Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really nice. JoeHoltMusic.com really is where enough. you can hear that. And Joe, yeah. we're going to ask you in a second to take us out mm-hmm. on Good Night, Irene. I wanted to mention one thing. Uh, Jerry, I had a visit from the Ludlow Police Department. Ooh. three days ago yeah. and that is unsettling that is never especially happened. for you sir <laughs> Whoa. I mean I like everybody else I might have had it. <laughs> <Yeah>. lock, <laughs> oh. lock him up lock him up lock him up
0: well that was easy
2: <laughs> that wasn't hard at all well, you got
0: some fans here yeah got some yeah <laughs>
2: I own this house. Lots
0: and lots of support here for you.
2: And a cop comes to the door, I open the door, yeah. and uh, he said, are you Gene Galvin? Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. are you the producer of the Jerry Springer podcast? Well, I was real proud of that. And I said, <laughs> I certainly am. I stepped right up. I certainly am. I produced that show, the whole show. Come and he us, said, please. we've had a complaint oh. within Ludlow from an elderly person hearing impaired he said, that joke must stop. <laughs> 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 and then you're sorry, but just d- had to work it in you're somehow. Sorry, work, it, but. <laughs> work it into the podcast. So I, I beseech you, you must yeah. stop this. Also, you corporate's getting on his butt hard. Yeah. Who, who are they
1: threatening to put in jail? You, the
2: are. producer. That's what the police officer
1: said. I think the woman. So, the subpoena. Yeah. I think you're good. <laughs> so where's the incentive for me to stop? Yeah. Keep yeah. telling yeah. that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Holt. Good
2: night, Irene. Yes. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Joe. Mm-hmm. Jerry
2: Springer will jump in on the second verse. And so cool. we're sorry can about can be that too. Unbelievable. unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna do it in falsetto too. Watch. Thank you for having
3: me. Irene, good night. I. We're gonna have problems aplenty So good night Irene, go to sleep my dear Don't wake up till 2020
0: Tunes and Tom Foolery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Connecticut. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.